0: I'm Jacob Rodriguez, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a University Star podcast.
1: Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough, you know? But when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to cause controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help that call. You, you, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that.
2: You're
3: carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, They weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing
2: it because they were badass. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Cats Got Our Tongues. I hope you had a great Fourth of July. Um, I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor, and then I'm here with one of my reporters, Colton McWilliams. What's up, Colton?
3: Oh, nothing much. Like I said, it's July. Like, nothing's happening but baseball and soccer. So, like, sports news (laughs) is just kind of like... It's dead. Unless you're following, like, NBA free agency, Mm -hmm. like, that's about the only thing. But action-wise, it's like, it's not a whole lot to be excited for. We're in a
2: dead zone, and especially not just for sports, but for specifically Texas State
3: sports. Yeah, it's just been, like, really dead Mm -hmm. because you're just sitting around like, so, let's...
2: Are you going through some withdrawals, Cole? Yeah,
3: there is a lot of withdrawals, mm-hmm. just because, like, I just want to, like, go to the games want and all.
2: talk about something. I want to talk about something, so- yes. right? Well, at least we did have, like, maybe the one big news story of the summer happen recently. Yeah,
3: it's... Pro- yeah, it, it probably is like the biggest like news story. Oh, we've for had. sure, and
2: that's mostly because it doesn't have any competition, but it's also a big deal. Yes. So, if, for those of you that don't know, uh, uh, Ty Harrington, our uh, baseball coach, stepped down a couple weeks ago from head coach, and then uh, we just found out a couple days ago that he was replaced by the associate coach Stephen Trout. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that was a good move, Colton? What are your thoughts on this?
3: Like I said. It's probably, like, the safest move, like, the mm-hmm. baseball t- team could do just because it's just a guy who's been – he's been in, like, Harrington system for, I think, like, quite a while. Like, I don't know how long he's been there, but it's not – he mm-hmm. wasn't, like, there for a year. I think he's been there for, like, maybe more than five years, I so think. So, he's,
2: yeah, he's been there for six years total. His, okay. his first coaching job was here in 2009 and 10, and I don't know if you remember – or you weren't a Texas State fan then, no. and I wasn't either, but yeah. doing some research, I found out that was when – They had, like, their best season ever. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, a record-breaking season. Mm -hmm. And so he was, uh, I believe he was, like, catcher and first base coach or something like that at the time. But then he came back three years ago in 2016, and now he's the, uh, or he was, the associate coach. So Mm -hmm. he was, like, right under... Harrington um, okay. and he's also been in charge of recruiting for the past 3 years. Okay. So he's had a lot of responsibility for us, which is yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So like I said, I think this is probably like one of the safest moves like Texas State mm-hmm. could do. I think they just wanted to like I think they're kind of proud of what high Harrington's had over the past like past 20 years and I think they just want to keep this going so right. having someone who's been who's gone through like what he's seen and like mm-hmm. said being an associate head coach, he was in charge of recruiting. He right. kind of knows how the system works.
2: Exactly. And mm-hmm. he's he's built up with some of the, the athletes. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he knows some most of these players, yeah. you know, going into it. And as a recruiter, I'm sure he has, like, a close relationship with a lot. Yeah, of
3: especially if he's the recruiter. Like you mm-hmm. he said, he's already built relationships right. with these, like, future high, like high school prospects. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he steps in, it's like nothing's changing. It's just like, hey, I'm – like, right. I, I'm still recruiting y'all, but I, now I'm the head coach. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's one thing he emphasized at the press conference is he said, actually, that he's going to keep the duties of associate head coach and head coach, at least for the time being. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Do you think
3: that's a good move, too? Uh, that's probably a good idea. Just mm-hmm. like I said, you're just keeping, like, famili- familiarity right. within the program. Don't shake
2: the boat yeah, too much. Yeah,
3: sh- don't shake the boat too much.
2: Well, especially because we just had, like, an awesome season. Yeah, we did
3: have a really good season. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know, so... I've been, like, mulling. Like, I've been just trying to figure out, was this, like, a good move? Like, I think it was, like, a really safe move, but I kind of wanted to see, like, I don't know, like, us catch, like, a bigger fish, so so to speak. Yeah. Because, like, if you look at Ty Harrington's record, like, over the last 20 years, we've only been to, under him, we've, I think we've only been to, like, the, to the, to, like, uh, the national, like, championship tournament, only, like, three out of three, four out of, mm-hmm. out of the last 20 years. Out of which the last 20 a, years, yeah. So we haven't been, like, we've been, like, a good baseball program, but we haven't been, like, a dominant mm-hmm. baseball program. Like, you see with, like, like, kind of with all the rest of the Texas schools or, like, the Sun Belt schools. Right. Like, I guess to compare, like, Coastal Carolina is probably, like, Probably one of the biggest, like, mm-hmm. Sun Belt tournaments. Oh, for teams.
2: sure. That's their thing.
3: Yeah, know? like I said, they actually won, like, a national championship the before going to the Sun Belt. The, like,
2: right. The, that's what I was scared of whenever get, becoming a Texas State fan for baseball mm-hmm. because I remember them being really good.
3: Yeah. Well, like I said for the Sun Belt, because you get another quality baseball team. Right. But, but that's, like, another mm-hmm. topic. That's another
2: thing. Yeah. Right. We're getting off on something else. <laughs> Um, But so, what do you think of Harrington overall? Are you a fan, or what were I your think, thoughts of how he, what you did? Well, with like the I said, I've only
3: been here, only saw like one season, but just right. like looking at the stats, like mm-hmm. I said, we, like we were competing. We, I guess we just weren't winning enough like mm-hmm. championship games to be like, oh yeah. But like I said, it's like he is the winningest coach, right? But, but you also remember Texas State just started like their baseball cr- program in like 1985, so like it's to oh, say really? like it's a really a relatively like young program mm-hmm. so to speak compared to like the majority of like uh like to compare like to to your Houston's and your Rice, Texas A&M, Texas right. Tech and TCU like it's a relatively like young baseball program so so to speak
2: and that means that Harrington's been there for like more than half of the program's existence yeah he's existence. been like
3: he's like been head coach for the majority of like Texas wow. State's like baseball program existence yeah, that is a really crazy thing That's to crazy, yeah. yeah.
2: Do you think he's going to, um, like, it's going to be a lot different now because he's not head coach
3: anymore? I hope it's a lot different. I think, like, I know everyone wants to keep, like, the same, wants everything the same, but I think you need the, I think you need mm. something different to just at least spark.
2: Mm. Spice it up a little just bit. Just spice it up, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Like, when I'm, I remember, like, talking to, like, a lot of the baseball players, like, it was after that when they beat UTA to clinch the regular season title. Right, they were all talking about like, yeah, that we want. We're trying to build something new here.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And like I said, it was like they. It, I think the majority of the senior players were sick and tired of like constantly lose like. Underperforming at the Sun Belt Championship. Like
2: everyone like is.
3: Like h- how everyone <laughs> has been. Uh-huh. Like, no, we want to do something different. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, they did prove it last year, and I think it's a step in the right direction. So maybe this child could be like another piece to like building like a, a consistently like, good program. Almost
2: like a brand new program. Yeah, a brand like, new program. A fresh start. Yeah. Like
3: well, I said, the only thing that worries me, like he was hired on from the inside. The, yeah. It, it may, like that could. Add like a little, I don't know, like it just like another, like the same, like the same old, same old, more stuff. of
2: maintaining man, it, a little like, bit man, yeah, versus like somebody coming out of nowhere and changing yes. up the program. Because mm-hmm. he has, I mean, Harrington gave him his first coaching job, so I'm sure he really respects Harrington yes. yeah, it is, and like probably yeah. has a similar coaching style, honestly. Yeah,
3: but like I said, it, it I guess it's kind of like a let's wait and see, like, how that let's yeah. give it, let's give it, like, maybe like two, three years and mm-hmm. see, like, how much progress he's done. Like, if it's the same, like, if we're competing for, like, champion, like, when I say competing for championship, is like, we're in the regular season, like, title race. We're in the conference, like, when it comes to the ter- conference tournament, we're constantly, like, going to, like, either the semifinals or the championship right, game and, like, right. constantly winning. Mm-hmm. Like, that we don't need to be, like, oh, in, like, fourth place. No. No, like, fifth, sixth place and, like, getting, like, knocked out in the turner like in the early rounds mm-hmm. we need to be consistently like competing
2: so is that what you're hoping for from and, trout
3: yeah that's what I'm hoping for from trout it's like we just need to like I guess what I'm trying to say like we need to step it up mm-hmm. a notch because like yeah we joy like we clinch the regular season title but I just want more from the pro, cause I, yeah.
2: Well, I, we choked and it was sad, yes. you know. Like it's as as good as we did for the season. It's
3: it should be like a motivator for like the players. Yeah, just because, oh for like, sure. That's not how they wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. Like they were in contention for like a national, ch- like a an automatic bid, and they right. blew it. And they just blew
2: it. And like exactly. I said, they were
3: the last four team out, and like a lot of fans were like, "Oh, the NCAA, like basically, I don't know how they like." Oh, they basically like cheated us out of the yeah, spot. I'm like, and I was screwed like us No, over. Yeah. like, no, we fucked up. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, all on us. <laughs> yeah, it was all on us that we lost. As
2: much as I'd like to blame, like, literally anyone else, mm-hmm. it was on
3: us. Yeah, it was the team that messed up. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to see this team, like, start competing more. Mm-hmm. Like I said, how oh, we did in the regular season was great. We just need to maintain that success. And it's like, beating, like, all these Sunbelt teams, beating our right. local, like, te- the Texas baseball mm-hmm. teams, like our rise Houston. Oh, yeah. Like... UT. UT, yes. <laughs> like, imagine if we started, like, consistently, like, beating Texas. Oh, that would be awesome. We would be like, yes. Oh, my there's God. There's finally a baseball rivalry right. between <laughs> us and Austin. But, mm-hmm. but like I said, it's just we need to see... Like, I want to see us winning at a consistent level. Mm-hmm. Not, I guess, like, not... At a mediocre not level. Not in like the middle
2: ground. Yeah,
3: we're winning, but we're not losing mm-hmm. either. Like, I just want to see this program, like, take the next step. Mm-hmm. So,
2: And also, another kind of big news that happened with baseball is that pretty much all of our pitching staff got drafted. Yes. So, what do you think is going to happen there?
3: I say it's going to be like a rebuilding gear for the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Pitching, like, it depends, like, how Trout's going to, like, get his starters and bullpen and all that stuff. So, it'll be, like, another interesting story to watch, Mm -hmm. see how they rebuild, like, their... Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, we lost Connor Rack. I think we lost Hunter McMahon.
2: Lost Nick Frey.
3: Nick Frey. So, we lost, like, a good chunk (laughs) of, like, our... Starting, and Braden right Therea. Yeah. yeah, we lost a good chunk of our starting pitching and like bullpen that like, really held our <laughs> pitching staff together. Yeah,
2: and, pretty much everybody just left. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that'll be make it tougher? Do you think that'll be part of the change it, it, that you want to see? Yeah, like, it's
3: going to be part of the change. Mm-hmm. It's It's basically like they're kind of starting over to a point, but not. It's not a complete rebuild. But yeah. like, we are going to see like how they're going to how this baseball team is going to work mm-hmm. and like how Childs going to do as a as baseball a head coach,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, other big news, uh, there's not really any more for Texas State. No,
3: that's about it. That's
2: about it over <laughs> here. But we do have the World Cup going on, which I like to talk about personally. Have oh, you yeah. been keeping up, Colton? Yeah, I
3: always try to keep up, with, like, especially with our women's team, because oh, our women's sure. team is, like, the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's, like, it's not – we are one of the best teams in the world, like – I guess you could say, like, we are the gold standard when it comes to, like, national team Literally, teams. no,
2: we're awesome. Yeah. And so we saw that again, once again in the semifinals, uh, playing against England. It was a 2-1 win. Yeah, 2-1
3: win, yeah.
2: So what what are some of the highlights that you liked from the game?
3: Honestly, Alex Morgan, like, after she sculled, like, basically the game, like... Mm-hmm. Scored like the tiebreaker. Yeah. And then went going to the sideline, sipping the tea in front that of That was amazing. It was the greatest <laughs> thing. Oh my god. Oh, it was so
2: refreshing. Yes. It felt like all the revenge from like three hundred years ago, the Revolutionary War, was like yeah. all out there on yes. like the world stage. So there was also a lot of theories that I heard about like what she meant by that. Whether it was like sipping tea or the Boston tea party or just making fun of English people. It could
3: be like a combination of all yeah. three. But. I
2: thought it was really funny how much people were analyzing it because mm-hmm. I thought it was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing um, that's kind of happening. So they're playing the Netherlands in the final on Sunday. Yep, this Sunday. Which is so exciting. I'm ready to see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, but they're kind of mad right now because the men's team also has their final on the same day. So Megan, uh, do you say Rapinoe? Is that? Yeah, how you Rapinoe. Pronounce? Yeah. Megan Rapinoe is. Uh, she started talking about it, and she's like, "Wow, we can't just have one day."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But FIFA is saying, "Oh, dude, that was on accident. My bad." What do you think, Colton? What do you think's going on I'm here? I'm calling
3: BS. You're calling BS. It, it, it's BS because. Mm-hmm. So with the gold cup, like, we're gonna let's go to the talk about the gold yeah, cup. Yeah, let's let's it, explain a little bit. So the gold cup is basically part of like, for. For the non-soccer fans, CONCACAF is basically the North American like soccer. Mm-hmm. It basically it's all the North American like countries, Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. And a bunch of uh, Caribbean and then you got the Central America. And Central America. America. Yeah. That's where you see Coast, Costa Rica, Honduras, mm-hmm. Panama, and all of that. And then that. you got the Caribbean islands. Yeah. And so the Gold Cup is basically like a like basically like just like a big giant World Cup style tournament. You know, mm-hmm. there's your group play and then knockout stage. And well, it's basically gonna be US and Mexico in the goal, in the final. Right. And it's always like that's always gonna be like a big bin's rivalry. Just oh, for because sure. like it's always we're right
2: there. Yeah.
3: And it's just like we're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I understand like why she why she is like upset about what mm-hmm. like, yeah, because like the U.S. women's team's been like shit on constantly. Yeah
2: I mean that's the whole that's most of the news I've heard about them when the World Cup's not going on is like not getting equal play- yeah. pay having to play on turf for some reason. Yeah. Like
3: that was a big thing in last year's World Cup was like they were playing in Canada and like mm-hmm. all the fields were like artificial turf and yeah. like and if you haven't played on artificial turf like it's basically playing on a carpet. It's a whole different and, like, thing. Like, especially everything. In soccer like there is a lot of like the players do slide a lot mm-hmm. and and like, yeah, that stuff is going to, like, burp. It hurts. Yes.
2: And another thing is, like, soccer, literally the ball is on the ground the whole time. So to change the surface for some reason, like, it's just, it's uncalled for. So do you think this is another, like, shot at the women's team? Uh, Yeah.
3: It's just, uh, like Oh, women's, like, national team and women's soccer overall just deserves better than how Mm -hmm. they've been treated.
2: They deserve to be treated like literally the queens of the world like they are, honestly. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing to me. I wasn't sure what to think, but, I mean, honestly, that wouldn't happen to the
3: men's team. No, you would never see that with the men's team. If the Men's
2: World Cup was going on right now, nothing. No one
3: would... Dare compete with that? No the, more no, soccer. Yeah, no soccer no. organizations dare going to compete.
2: Exactly. It, yeah. No, I call BS for sure. Nah, that was some yeah. bullshit. So I guess we can talk about what. What do you think is going to happen in the? Do you think we're going to clinch the whole world? Cup I mean, that's or? what I
3: hope. Like, well, I don't yeah. Want, yeah as a fan, like, oh yeah, we're going to win every single time. Oh yeah. But yeah. Like I said, I I kind of want to watch this game. I think it would be mm-hmm. just be a fun like. If you're not if you're not a soccer fan like I do I do encourage you like tune into like the women's World Cup because mm-hmm. like it's gonna be like really fun you're actually because the women's team is like considered like one of the it's the best like national team in the world in I the mean world yeah if you saw their opening game they beat like, Thailand – was it Thailand Thailand like 13 13
2: nothing and then they killed like uh Chile I don't remember the score but yeah, another but they've
3: been like consistently like dominating you mm-hmm. uh,
2: It'll be cool to see for sure. And mm. another thing is they have so much, like, I feel like they have a lot of personality. Yeah,
3: there is a lot of personality, yeah. which I, I really enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see them, like, expressing themselves. Like, I hate it when people, like, oh, no, I want you to stay be humble and yeah. all that. stuff. like, yeah, that's all right. But, like, it's also, again, like, when you're expressing yourself, like, you seem, like, mm-hmm. I guess you relate more towards the players. and all, When you see emotion. Yeah, when you yeah. see emotion and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, like, you, you – You're better able to, like, relate to them Mm -hmm. and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, it makes it more fun to watch. Yeah, it is really
3: fun. Like, Mm -hmm. it was really fun seeing Alex Morgan, like, sipping your tea. Sipping the tea. And then I I forgot during the England games, like, it was during a penalty shot. And when England went to kick it, like, that save by our our goalkeeper. I forgot her name. I I
2: forgot her name, too. Oh, no. I'm sorry. If you're listening to Cats Got Our Tongues, we love you.
3: We love all of our women's (laughs) national team. (laughs) But when she made that amazing save you mm-hmm. and like that emotion, you it see gets Alex you Morgan excited. like
2: excited, yeah. yeah
3: you're like Yeah like,
2: Exactly. And when uh Megan Rapinoe, when she scored the first goal and she like had her arms out yeah, it was just like,
3: Yeah, it was glorious. And so that's another thing, is like when they tell like, oh yeah, you need to set a better when people tell like the women's team you need to set a better example for like all the all the little girl like I think that's such a BS mm-hmm. thing to say because you know, you can see, like, I don't know how many soccer games I watch when someone sc- scores a goal and they someone pops out, like, this, like, luchador mask and puts yeah. it on and just, like, yeah. And then there's, I forgot another person, buy do like, a Black Panther mask and put, <laughs> like, there's so much, like, elaborate celebrations mm-hmm. in soccer and to tell, like, the women, oh, no, you can't. Not you. No, not you. That's, <laughs> like, a, such a BS way. Yeah. You're just, like. No, like, like literally
2: in soccer, like is w- somebody in men's soccer especially when somebody taps them, they're falling on their, like, sense sense the like cl- people are dramatic. Yes, that's
3: the whole thing. It's almost like you think what like they tore like their ACL. Yeah, and just, you, like, oh my gosh. And also, <laughs> exactly. Like, a minute later, they're back on their feet, mm-hmm.
2: and the replay shows like
3: no one touched yeah, them. Yeah, it's or just something. like a think. Like a barely, like, a
2: finger yeah. touch and also, like... They're a, like, you, oh, oh, my God. I don't think I can ever play again. Yeah, that's the whole point of soccer to me. That's one of my favorite sports to watch. Yeah, it
3: really is because, like, it's weird because, like, it's 45 straight minutes. Like, there's no commercial breaks. It's mm-hmm. just the action is right it's there. It's right there, yeah. And you get the experience, and it's... Like some people's like, oh, it's boring. It's not enough scoring. But no, it's like there's so much intensity. Mm-hmm. Like especially like a World Cup because like everything matters. Yeah, like, every
2: single every goal, mm-hmm.
3: every like save is like the level of importance and stress is like ratcheted up mm-hmm. to ten.
2: That's what makes it so cool. Is every single yeah every single goal yeah. is like that much more exciting because yeah. you're not making that many goals and that no, that could change yes. the whole game. One goal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be exciting to watch for sure. Yes. But thanks for coming on, Colton. No problem. Catch you next week.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, so now Colton and I are on with Sean and Chando. We're talking, uh, going with our series again. We're going to be talking about our next football opponent, which is Georgia State. So what do you think is going to happen, Sean?
0: Yeah, so, it's, so this is um... – going be a good one this game's in uh sad marcus okay. um so i kind of just want to start off like um just talk about last year
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh so last november uh against georgia state the bobcats they probably played their best game of the year the now departed quarterback willie jones played his best game um uh, like his best collegiate game
1: mm-hmm.
0: he completed 21 of 26 for 325 yards and two touchdowns Oh, wow. And he also had it 62 yards rushing uh, and a touchdown. All those were career best. Um, also, Caleb Twyford, uh, he rushed for 73 yards on eight touches, and he had a touchdown. Uh, Jeremiah Haydell had, had two catches, 403 yards, including a 93-yard catch. Um, and the Bobcats ended up winning that game 40-31. to 31. Wow. Um, Although they 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 lost uh, Willie Jones, they will be returning uh, Caleb Schweifert and Jerm, um, Jeremiah uh, Haydell, both of whom will be juniors for this game. So um, it it should be interesting to see to see how they do in this game. Also,
2: so why do you think they perform so well against Georgia State?
0: <laughs> um. Well, it was it was pretty disastrous for uh, for Sean Elliott. He was he was in his second year. His first year there, he they, um, they went seven and three back in, uh, 2017. Okay. And this year, I mean, last year coming back, they, uh, their defense was really young. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: they um, they had a bunch of freshmen starting and, and sophomore. It was just like, it was, it was pretty much a recipe for disaster. Like they, um, last year they, they uh, they went two and 10, um, their defense unit was ranked 129th in rushing in marginal explosiveness, uh, according to the S&P. Um, also, Georgia State was 129th in passing marginal efficiency and 130th in completion rate allowed. Like, for context, uh, the ranking is out of 130. So they are dead last.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they were really, really bad. So... Uh, Texas State kind of came. They played a team at the at the the best possible time,
2: right? And so, Mm -hmm. do you think they're going to be like Georgia State's going to be similar to that coming into this season, or do you think they're going to come back for (coughs) revenge? You know,
0: well, they they could. I mean, they'll have. I don't think they're going to be. It it would be tough for them to be that bad again. (laughs) You have to assume they're going to be a little bit better because. Those freshmen and sophomores are going to be now sophomores and juniors, mm-hmm. so they have more experience. But that doesn't mean they're going to be better. Like just because you you have another year of experience doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be better. Right. But I mean, <laughs> you can't get much worse than the last place. So I think they're <laughs> they're going to be better on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> um. But yeah, but on the on the offensive side of the ball, I I I think they're. That's where they're that's where they're really strong. Even though they are losing uh wide receiver Penny Hart uh to the draft, but um they are returning JUCO transfer quarterback Dan Ellington. So that that, that should be pretty good. He's he was pretty solid. He was he, he's more of a running quarterback and uh they're they're really good running the ball.
2: Okay, so that's um, the biggest threat would be um their offense. Dan Ellington.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, like Dan him. Ellington is a guy you want to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year he threw for two thousand one hundred nineteen yards, and he had uh, seven hundred sixty four uh, rushing yards, which was like five. He, I think he had like five point six yards per carry. Mm. So that he was he was uh he started off really slow the first four games, but the end he he kind of finished it off strong. Even though they went two and ten, he was he wasn't the reason they were two and ten. It was on that other side of the ball.
2: And yeah. so, uh, you know, you were talking about how uh, Willie Jones is gone for next season, and Colton and I were actually talking about the spring game coming up, uh, or the spring mm-hmm. game that happened a couple of months ago, and the quarterbacks and what the situation is there. So what do you think is going to be there for Texas State? What do you think the situation is going to be?
3: Well, like I said, well, I think Oh, no, you, go. you go, Sean.
0: I think you're, you're hoping – uh, as a texas state uh you're going to hope that gresh wins that starting spot
1: mm-hmm. That's
0: that's what i think you you're going to hope they they pick they're going to have their starter from week 1 and they they're going to have some uh continuity
1: mm-hmm. so you're
0: going to want that same guy cuz the uh they if you if you're switching quarterback by week 4 then it's it's not a good sign right so you you're going to hope from what we saw or heard from from the game that, that Gresh, even though it was that windy day, you don't really know how good the quarterbacks were. It seemed like he was getting the starting rep. So I would assume that he would be the starter.
2: Okay. And what do you think, Colton, when you, about the situation? When,
3: yeah, no, I kind of agree with him. Like, Gresh Jensen it obviously looks like he's going to be the starting candidate. Like I said, you also got the Bob Stent connection from Montana because right. that's where Gresh Jensen mm-hmm. used to be We worked at.
2: together before. Yeah, he
3: – was at Montana and then he basically transferred to like, what was it, like Cal State Fullerton or like mm-hmm. one of the junior colleges yeah. before coming here. But now, like I said, I'm pretty sure Gresh Jensen's going to nab that starting spot, like I said, you do, with the Bobsted connection. And like I said, he's been through Bobsted's offense. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if he does become a starter, you want to see like what's his progression coming through with the offense. Cause I think that's what, that's his, I think that's going to be key is like Gresh Jensen and his ability to connect with like the wide receivers. I think that was what hurt them in the spring game was because, like, because there were so many, like, quarterbacks, wide receivers, uh, I know that it sounds weird, but, like, a court, every quarterback like got, like, a different range of motion. Right. So, like, a, a wide receiver, to gain, like, a really good, like, connection with their quarterback, you have to have time to, like, you know, catching from that specific, like, one quarterback. Mm-hmm. But when you're constantly switching quarterbacks, like, it's going to be, like, the ball's going to be thrown by even though it's like three quarterbacks with the same route, Mm -hmm. they're going to be thrown like all three of them are going to be thrown like a little bit differently. Right,
2: and so they're constantly Mm -hmm. having to adjust. Yeah, you're constantly
3: having to adjust. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you have Gress Jensen in the starting position by the time Georgia State comes around, like, and these wide receivers, like, begin to see that connection with uh, Jensen, you're going to be able to see, like, the offense finally Mm -hmm. rolling
0: so yeah what what do you think uh, and I was kind of thinking about this earlier and I don't know what you what you think Colton but what would you think of Tyler Vitt as a as a red zone threat because you know last year they used him a lot for running He mm-hmm. was a, if if he I wonder if like if they were to put some weight on him if he can do like be like kind of like a dual threat uh red zone threat you don't, no, you don't know if he, he he can run it or he can even throw like uh he, he can even throw it so you Kind of like because he's been con, uh, compared to, but he's a smaller, poor man's version of uh, of uh, Sam Ellinger at Texas. Mm-hmm. So like I, I've been kind of thinking about that. Like well, I wonder if you could just use him in the red zone. That that could be a real good threat. And I don't know. if, I haven't heard of anyone talk about that, but I think that could be that could be a real possibility if you want to use both guys.
3: Now that would be a really good like. Basically, you would use like Vid as basically like a if you like. I don't know how many people follow college but like Blake Bell from Oklahoma.
0: They had oh, yeah.
3: yeah, in like almost like if you go way back the uh, two thousand six Florida team when Chris Leakey was kind of like the passing quarterback and then they would have like a young mm-hmm. freshman Tim Tebow as oh, this yeah. like running quarterback and like let's and say in those red zones. Like that could be a possibility because Vid is probably like I guess probably like the best like running quarterback out of the three from like mm-hmm. uh Gress Jensen and who was the other one? Uh Jalen Gibson. There we oh, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jalen
0: Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he
3: was Vit was probably like the best runner out of the group. But like if you see him like doing like a red zone, like I would like I wouldn't be too surprised. Like I I would be all for it. Like yeah. just have Vic... Gress Jensen take like the majority of majority of like the snaps and all that stuff. And when it came to like red zone situations and like with a certain play call, have Vic come in and like for like more scoring opportunities, and I yeah, think that's he, vit. and like I said I think that's the best way to use like a two quarterback system is basically not have him take every snap, but like mm-hmm. have like Jensen take the majority of the snaps, and then Vitt yeah. when like in specific situations have like a certain play call set, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that and that really works with the um, with these these college style of offenses where between the between the twenties. Are when these quarterbacks are really good. When you get to the red zone, uh, that that's when they you. That's when the finesse is harder to to, uh, to to get going. Like I I remember that um that game what was it um that national championship with with Cam Newton when he played at Auburn yeah and they played um with Oregon and Oregon was they were between the twenties. They were unstoppable, but whenever they got into that red zone, Auburn was just was just punching them in the mouth. Mm-hmm. They had no answer. So like you're seeing uh, now, a lot of teams are running these uh, these two quarterback systems, but like they'll 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 have uh, they'll have a certain personnel for the red zone, and everyone's always had a certain personnel. But you you're noticing more more of these bigger quarterbacks. And Telvin's not huge, but he he can he can be a threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what well, what was the, what was that quarterback at Texas a few years ago? Um, with it that they used to be the eighteen wheeler. Um, that I guess I don't have the name on the top of my head right now. He plays for Seattle. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah, but they used to do the same thing with him. Mm-hmm. So I think every I think every school kind of wants that uh that running quarterback. So I think that could really work.
3: Now, also, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they, for that red zone offense, they did like more of like a wildcat situation, like have one of the running backs just take the direct snap Mm -hmm. and have, like, they say do like basic running running plays and all that stuff and maybe in an occasional like pass and all that stuff because if you followed like Georgia that Georgia Oklahoma game they really used like Nick Chubb and uh, Sony Michelle in that especially in that overtime session, they really used him a lot and eventually like led him to the win. So I wouldn't be surprised if like one of our running backs was basically they took this Wildcat formation and this red zone offense.
0: Oh yeah, you can have uh you can have Caleb Twyford and Anthony Taylor. You, you can have you can have two running backs back there and just go totally heavy out there. And though, Anthony Taylor's a that, that's a grown man out there. I wouldn't want to have to go and tackle that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the defensive players in that spring game don't want to tackle him. Yeah, yeah, and also you you got you got an offensive line that's that's a, that's bigger, more experienced this year. That could be that could be a real. Uh, that could be a real threat that uh, no one's really talking about yet. Yeah,
3: and hopefully, there's like more consistency like around the offensive line. And I think from what I've read, I think there's like maybe like one off like offensive line starter that would play like I think like started like all like twelve games. Am I right?
0: Yeah. Oh, are you talking about the offensive line?
3: Yeah, offensive line.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh yeah, I believe it was. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I don't have that in front of me. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, they're, they're, but they are they they will have more experience. Uh, um, they uh, Everett Withers did switch out a lot of uh, young guys in there. Mm. I remember that, and it, it it was looking bad for a while, but <laughs> it was like he he was kind of falling on the sword for for this program, and yeah. uh, that and he they, you really got these guys more experience. So next year when they come in, uh there won't be as much adjusting that has to be taking place.
2: Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. This, this year coming up, they'll have seen all the stuff that happened last season and be able to find like, Oh, who's, who's going to be more consistently starting so that we can have a more consistent line overall. Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Cause I, I know in the bigger programs, uh, and I know this is like the fifth time i brought up UT. I'm in Austin. Yeah. But, um, But I know Tom Herman, he never plays – he doesn't play underclassmen in the the offensive line or defensive line. He doesn't like doing that Mm -hmm. because that can ruin players too. But uh, uh, Texas State didn't have a choice. Yeah. But it did give them – the the good news is they're not playing a bunch of Power 5 talent. They're playing teams like Georgia State.
1: Right.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or like – yeah, like those type of teams, right? Mm-hmm. I mean they they're good cuz it's division 1 football but it's not it, it's you're not, not like going a power
3: against... five like consistently <laughs> yeah. playing like a power five
2: yeah. team every every week <laughs> and not even having a yeah, chance you... to like bounce back no. to survive.
0: Yeah, you're not playing I mean they're playing Texas a and that's the only power five oh, yeah. team they're playing yeah. this year. So mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the... <laughs> So yeah, I think that, I think they'll be I think they'll be good. That's that, that could – their their weakness could be their strength next year.
2: So, do you think we've got it in the bag for Georgia State? Is that what you're saying?
0: Um, so, according to the S&P win probability, Georgia State has a 31% chance of beating uh, Texas State. Okay. But, like I said but like I said last week, this could be the most important game of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: game is totally totally winnable for the Bobcats. This right. game will be played in San Marcos. The Bobcats beat the same team pretty badly last year. Uh, Georgia State' strength is the run, and the Bobcats, Strength is stopping the run <laughs> i think the i think texas state will win 24 to 28 putting them at two and two for the season and going into the nickel state game next next week the like it looks like texas state will be in really good shape
1: because
0: mm-hmm. it, it should be fun nickel state used to be a old southland conference um, rival back in the day so it should be fun but nickel state is uh is a what uh, one of those subdivision teams? Oh so uh, yeah, they're they they're should... still
3: in FCS, but they're still in the Southland yeah. Conference.
0: Yeah, they Texas State should beat them by like five touchdowns.
3: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like
0: it's just, I'm serious. Like you you don't if you can't beat that school. I mean, maybe maybe um uh, when you see a a, team, a a school that can get more scholarships, you have Division One talent. If you're not beating a team like this by like three or four touchdowns, it's it's not a good look.
2: Right. And so these next, uh, luckily those two are kind of together. So, if you know mm-hmm. coming from the Texas A and M game and the SMU game, and hopefully we'll we'll clinch the Wyoming game, but uh, then we'll have a little bit of a confidence boost and maybe some fan support when they see us. Yeah, do- it would
0: be so. You're going into nickel State right at two and two, and you'll be one and zero in Sun Belt play. Mm-hmm. So that that's really big. Like, um, you you gotta. You gotta assume they're not gonna do that great. Uh, well, actually, they're they're out of conferences. Really, it's manageable. When you take out SMU and and Texas A and M, It's pretty easy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, um, uh, the Sun Belt is is up in the air. Uh, with uh with, uh, what's the guy that went to West Virginia from from Troy? Um, okay. uh, oh my oh,
3: gosh! Oh, cool. I, I, I know, know. I' was the Troy coat. The Troy he was the
0: Troy head coach. Neil Brown. There we yeah. go. Neil Brown. There you go. Yeah. So Neil Brown is one, one of the better coaches in the country. Uh, he won't be there for Troy. So App State, so they're still put in place. So it, it it could be, it, it, I mean, those would be the, the two top, top teams, but if you could just start putting ones together and, and try to get to that, that, that magic number six number mm-hmm. where you're going to be ball eligible. I think that's, that's uh, realistically what you want to see from this season.
2: Right. Well, I guess uh, we can talk about Nichols State a little bit more coming up next week, but uh, thanks for coming on, Sean.
0: Uh, no problem. Uh, sorry about holding you guys up. It's been a crazy uh, last week. Oh,
2: it's no worries. <laughs> we know you got a lot going on.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I can't, wa- can't wait for the fall so like things can be – it it could be chaotic but controlled. Right. Yeah. And and also
2: like instead of talking about what might happen, we're talking about what is happening. Yeah.
0: mind oh, yeah. blowing. And, <laughs> oh yeah, and as soon as we get all these all these uh games done with uh with the podcast, we can we can um we'll have a podcast just breaking down uh the the upcoming season and, and the game. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So that could be fun. Yeah, that'll be, won't a lot of be fun. It will just be like one. one one team we can we can have a, a straight up preview mm-hmm. yeah
2: exactly all right we'll talk to you yeah. later sean
0: all right thanks for having me on
2: yeah no problem and thanks for right, coming on uh colton too
0: no problem all right see you guys later see you later all right All right.
2: bye bye all right well once again this was cats got our tongues thanks for listening guys i hope you had a great july 4th